says the Gemara, you bring her up to the gate of the Mizrach, Hasam Kamat, so she is already. As we said already in the Mishnah, they bring her to the Bezan Agadol. Where's the Bezan Agadol? It's in the Lishkas Agadol, which is in the Azara. And if so, the gate, which is the Shari Mizrach, is really at the gate to the Azara. She's already beyond the gate to the Azara. So what does it mean you bring her up? She's already there. She's actually beyond there. And Gemara says, you're right. She is actually already there. You take her down and bring her back up. Why? To tire her out. That means when someone is being brought back and forth and gets tired as a result, what's going to happen as a result? Hopefully she'll be less sharp and won't be as much in her game and therefore potentially will admit if she was guilty to her crime. And the is a very similar concept we find by Edim. The sign of Hashem Lazar Eimer, Bezdim Masayin when Adam comes to testify about a capital crime, which would bring the death penalty, we also want to make sure that they're saying the truth. We want to make sure that they're not lying. And therefore, we do a similar thing. We bring them from place to place. We like walk around with them. And again, so sort of like to confuse them a little bit, not to be so settled. And therefore, hopefully, if it's not true, they'll retract on what they said and not keep their testimony. So a similar concept that we try to make sure that the people are saying the truth and as a result, tying them out, keeping them somewhat moving around, it's going to help the process of getting them to admit. Okay. Continues the Gemara. We said that they, this gate by Shanikinar, a bunch of things happened over there. Number one, they drank this, they gave the soto woman to drink. We mentioned also that that's the place where the the Mitzrayah and the Tzara'ah, the people who Mitzrayah did the Tyra process, and the Yoldos, the people who are, gave birth, the woman gave birth, had to bring a carbon, also did the Tyra process. Gemara says, where is the source for these halachas that these people, the Daf could do their process at the, this gate, the Sharnikon, or the entrance to the Hazara? Bishlama, Saitis, Tiksiv, the Hemed, Akainis, Ishal, Fnei Hashem, they bring Ofnei Hashem. Mashi explains Ofnei Hashem means opening to the Azara, which is the place of, like, a Baruch Hu's place, and therefore this is the opening to the Azara, that's where the water is given to her drink. Mitzorah Nami Dixiv, the Hamid HaKoyin HaMetahar. Interesting, it doesn't mean the rest of the Pasuk, the rest of the it ends off. Hamid HaKoyin HaMetahar, Eseish HaMetahar, V'Oyisam L'Fnei Hashem. Again, L'Fnei Hashem, which same words are used in that Pasuk by the Mitzorah, which is in front of the Azara, L'Fnei Hashem. Ela Yoldis, my time, why is the Yoldis being brought to that place. They have to stand and be by the carbon, which means they cannot go inside the Azara, they're a tummy, until the tire passes and they can't go inside. So I'm going to say maybe the reason why you bring to this shah, to this gate, is because you want to have them somewhat being overseeing their carbon. And we'll see where that comes from, that idea. So therefore, the best place to do that will be by the shah, by the gate, since they can't go inside, at least they can stand by the gate to oversee their carbon. We find the concept, they overseeing a carbon. The Sanya, person should not bring a carbon unless they're sort of standing over it. Again, if that means you can stand over it right there, or this is as close as possible to it by standing by the shire, by the entranceway, if you can't actually go inside. What's the rationale behind this? So it could be the idea of the carbon is that you're bringing it. So if you're bringing it and to feel that you're, it's coming on your behalf, that it's instead of you being shechted, all those concepts certainly would take place, but you're actually physically being there. If you're not there, it's just being brought to that you're there, that concept certainly is, a, is not going to be 
found by this carbon. So therefore, the idea of being there. So the Mar says, if so, the oldest would stand there to be overseeing and connected to the carbon. If so, Zavin v'zavis nami. A zav, a man's zav, or a woman's zav, same halacha should apply if they bring a carbon. And they also cannot go into the azara because they're also tummy. So that same halacha should apply. They should stand by the entryway to the azara. It didn't mention that on Mishnah, the case of the zavin. So if it was just about the fact that they were tummy and they wanted to be connected to their carbon, why wouldn't they include the zav and the zav as well? And the Morsi writes, Enechanami, it's true. They also would actually stand by the entryway to the azara. Vitarna just mentioned a one example of the number of examples because it's the same concept. Anyone who is bringing a carbon and can't enter the Azara because they are Tommy, the Allah will be stand by the Sharnikra, stand by this gate as the entranceway to the Azara. So one case in the Mishnah is, is mentioned, the case of a Yoldis. There are other cases as well. Azav, Azava would also be included in that same category being their Tommy and cannot go inside the Azara. Okay. Gemara now goes to a totally different subject regarding the sota drinking. You do not give two different sotas to drink at the same time. It means you do one at a time and you don't do them together. Why? Gemara says very simply, They shouldn't become like lifted up by their friend. What does that mean? That means if this one is, is see their friend doing it and also there, oh wow, people do this. So they're less likely to admit, less likely to feel bad about the whole thing because their friend is there as well. And therefore, we want to do each one individually. They shouldn't be encouraged or lifted up by their friend. Vyuda says, That's not the reason for it. It's a pasuk. Oisa is singular. She bring her levada by herself. So not because this idea not to be strengthened by your friend, Pasuk, which says Osa, which limits to her herself, and therefore tells you you cannot do more than one at a time. Ask the Gemara Tanakama, Ksivaisa. So, what does Tanakama do with that Pasuk? It says Osa, it says individual by herself. Gemara says, You're right. Tanakama actually used the Pasuk of Osa. But Tanakama was actually, when he said this idea, she should not be strengthened by her friend, he was saying the reason for the Pasuk. It's called Taimer de Kra. Now, we'll, we'll explain how that plays out. When the Gemara says this is based on Rav Shimon, Uma Tanakam Rav Shimon he did Darish Tam Dekra he Darishes Tam Dekra Uma Tam Kam he's saying the reason for this halacha the reason for this pasuk Ma Tam Oselavad why does the Torah tell you that she has to be done by herself drink by herself in order Kadesh Lo Yaliba Gas Bechaverto in order to not be strengthened by your friend now it's a very important point to mention over here is that Gemara says this is Rav Shimon or Darish Tam Dekra. Many people understand and try to understand the reasons for the Pesachim. Rav Shimon is not just saying a reason for the Pesach, right? We have Svarim Galore, whole all the reasons for, for, for the different mitzvahs. Rav Shimon is something much more than that. Rav Shimon has a reason for the Pesach, and he says, based on that reason, if that reason wouldn't apply, the halacha doesn't apply. It means he's learning the rationale for the Torah, the, the reason for this Pasuk is based on a certain concept, and therefore that makes it Afmino Halacha. If this Halacha would be, I will see, the Gemara is going to explain in a moment what it is. But because that's the reason, if the reason wouldn't deploy, the Halacha wouldn't deploy as well. And the Gemara says now exactly what the reason is. My Ben so has to play out the difference between Rav Shimon and the Tanakama. That means Rav Shimon and, and I'm sorry, Rav Shimon and, and Rav Yudah has to play out a difference. If you see her trembling, that means you see she's scared. You see she's, she's, she's all nervous. 
So then Rav Shimon says, the only reason why you don't give two to drink at one time is because she won't be nervous, she'll be strengthened by your friend. If you see she's nervous, and you see that she's quite worried about what's going on, then you could actually do two at one time. So Rav Shimon says, because I say the reason for the Pasuk, if the reason doesn't apply, which means that they're actually is very nervous and that she's trembling, that's going to be enough of a reason why you can now allow two women to do together, because the reason obviously doesn't apply if she's all trembling and nervous. Commercial is one second. I can tell you a different reason why you shouldn't do two at once. Even if, let's say, you're right, she's nervous, she's trembling, and there's no concern of her being strengthened by your friend. I have a different reason why you don't do two at one time. You don't make mitzvahs packages. To make mitzvahs packages, to like sort of package them together, is a design. It's like the gradient of the mitzvah. Each one separately, each one gets his own special chashivas, special importance, and packaging a mitzvah together would seem to be degrading to the mitzvah. You find the concept of other places as well. The snan, you don't give two women to drink at one time. You don't do two tire process for a mitzvah. In Rosh Hashanah, you don't do Ritzia, which is the piercing of the ear for an Eved. You don't do two at once. In Orphage, you don't do Egla Rufa, which is the case when you found a dead person. You're not sure which city you came from. And if you, the process you measure, etc., and you bring the Egla Rufa, which is the carbon that you break the neck, you don't do two at one time. All these halakhas are for the same reason. You don't, mix, you don't do mitzvahs, packages, packages. It's not. Bakavadik, not proper for the mitzvah. So the Gemara says, forget about the fact that you don't want to strengthen her and she's very nervous, therefore it's not a concern. A different reason why I can't do it together. It's chavilos, chavilos, it's becoming mitzvahs doing packages. The Gemara says, you're right. Am Rabbi, if kana, lo It's not a question at all. If it's one coin doing two, mitzvah, two, two sotas together, that would be considered packages. One Kohen is involved in two processes. But if each one's been done by a separate Kohen, one Kohen's doing one woman, one's doing the other woman, that would not be Chavilos, Chavilos, not be done as a package, because the package is when the one Kohen does both of them together. He is sort of doing a package deal for these two women. But if each one's separate, each one's a separate Kohen, they would not have this issue, and therefore the Bryce only meant to say is an issue when you have one Kohen doing both of the women. Okay. Then we said in the Mishnah that Kohen Ochus Badeh, he, he holds on to her clothing and, and it tears. Basically, he's trying to degrade her by, by, um, by tearing her clothing and revealing part of her body, as we'll see. The first thing you do is they, they uncover her hair. In the other Rosh, not only do you uncover her hair, where do you see that you actually uncover part of her body? That the woman herself is uncovered, not just her Rosh, not just her head. Why is it speaking specifically that you uncover her hair? It says where you uncover different parts, so that would include the hair as well. The special halacha which refers to the hair, besides uncovering it, you also take down the hair from, like, usually it's braided together and usually put up in, 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 a, in together, like in a bun or in a braid. That's also undone as part of the degrading process to let her, let her hair down, and that's also going to be done besides uncovering it it's also undone. And that's a special halacha why the Torah points out, Rosh, besides the fact that you uncover her body and, and uncovering her hair, it's also taken down as a separate aspect to the to the degrading of this woman. Yehuda says that if she she's a, she looks pretty and she's it's, it's a, therefore might be concerned for people, for the men who are there to be drawn after her, then you don't take down her hair you don't uncover her hair, you don't uncover part of her body. You don't do that. That's what Yehuda's opinion. 
So the, and the Rabbanon seem to disagree with that. What about the greater than the Kohen having to do this? I mean, I understand. I, I, right. I hear. I hear. It's, it's true. I guess it's part of the mitzvah that he's that he's doing, but it's part of. It's this process. It's, a good, it's an interesting point, right? That's probably not very comfortable for him, also. Right, it's a good point. Very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable, for sure. For sure. It's a good point. This is part of the mitzvah. And then. Gemara says, remember, it sounds like from the Mishnah, the view the Chaishler, who reviewed this worry about hearer, about the men who are there, might be, be aroused by seeing her. And the Rabbana were not they're not worried about it. They weren't worried about this, this case, this woman is being taken to, to be killed, potentially. We're not worried about being, be, people being drawn after. And that's why the Rabbanan seem to say that you could do it even if she's a woman who's a pretty woman. And if you this said no, if she's a person who looks pretty, don't don't do it. Sounds like if you just worry about her, about being drawn after, about being aroused by her, the Rabbanan are not. The Gemara says one second. We found exactly the opposite. Rabbi and the Rabbanan say exactly the opposite in the same exact situation. Referring to when a person being killed and receiving a death penalty. So the man has a covering over his private part, which is which is which is one part, in front of in front of him. And a woman has two coverings, one in front, one in back. because it's all one, the erev is, is, all, is all considered one. If it goes in the front and the back, and therefore we cover both parts of it. It sounds like the review, the review, the worry about here that when you're killing this woman, even though they undress the person who's being killed, but. They cover at least the private parts. They shouldn't be drawn after her, be aroused by her. And the Chalmers say, mm-hmm. No. The Chalmers say, Totally not. You don't undress her at all. Not at all. So, Yehuda, who seems to be in the Mishnah, was saying that he's worried about her. And Yehuda is the one that says that she's pretty, if she, she looks pretty, don't do it at all. Here he says, you do undress her. Okay, you try to at least cover private parts, but you still undress her. And the Rabbanan, who on a mission said, you do undress this woman, at least somewhat, says when it comes to a woman getting death penalty, don't undress her at all. Sounds like they worry about her. So it's seemingly a contradiction between Yehud and the Rabbanan, how it plays out, both by the case of Sota, vis-a-vis the case of a woman who's getting death penalty. Samara says, no, I'll explain to you the difference between these two cases. Amarabba, hacha time amai. The reason why we're worried about her, about someone being drawn after her, according to Yehuda, maybe she'll be innocent. And the kind the who saw her in a state of being undressed will be drawn after her. Again, she's, if she's innocent, she survives the drinking. But afterwards, they'll be drawn after But in the case of a woman being killed, there's no concern of being, <laughs> being drawn after. She's, she's dead. So there's no concern. So therefore, that's why Yehuda, when it came to the case of Sota, was worried about it and said, you have to make sure that if she's a woman that's going to be drawn after her, don't uncover her. But when it comes to death penalty, he's not worried about it because she's being killed anyway. Come on, just one second. Maybe just the fact that they were aroused might be drawn after someone else. So it's true, this woman's dead. But maybe the fact that they were aroused may be drawn after other woman. Hamurava, no. Gemiri, we learned... The person is drawn after what their eyes see. So this woman is what they saw. They're drawn after her. She's dead. Other woman, they never saw her. So they're not drawn after other just because of this woman who they actually saw. So that's at least the explanation for Yehuda. Rav Yehuda, the reason why in our mission he says we're worried about her, worried about being aroused, is because she might be innocent and maybe go free afterwards and they're going to go away, be drawn after her. 
In the case of a death penalty, there's no concern because the person is dead and therefore there's no issue. The verse says, one second, that's very nice for Yehuda. Amrava, Dravuda, Yehuda, Kasha. Dravana, Dravana, Kasha. One second, you answer of Yehuda very nicely. But there's also a question on the Rabbanan. There's no question on the one that says, like, Bitmiya. Dravana, Dravana, Kasha. There's also a question on the Rabbanan, which means the Rabbanan in our mission said that for the Sota, you do uncover her. In the case of the death penalty, the Rabbanan said, you don't, the woman, you don't undress at all. Sounds like, again, a contradiction in the Rabbanan as well. Elamarava, now we just answer of Yehuda. That the difference is whether you she's alive or not to be drawn after. That's the concern of Yehuda, and that's why Sota is a more of a concern because she's alive. Also, is not sure why. The reason why you want to um, degrade her is because people should learn from her and and learn that she's being degraded. Don't do what she did. Look what's going to happen to you, and therefore you have to. The greater to send that message to the woman to be careful of what they're involved in. Hasam in the When it comes to the case of a death penalty, there's no reason for a for a uh, to send that message. They get the message very clearly. Forget about undressing her. They get the message of the fact that she's dead, and that's going to be the greatest certainly deterrent for anyone doing what she she did. And therefore, there's no reason to do anything more than that. So, by the case of the so do we have to degrade her because even if she's innocent. We still wanted the greater. You know, she survived, still wanted the greater. Why? She violated Kinui, Stira. She did things wrong. We wanted, she, she deserves to be degraded, even in case she's innocent. But the case over here, if, she, if she's being killed and involved in the death penalty, there's no reason of making any more deterrent than just the fact that she's being killed itself. Maybe do both. Maybe degrade her by undressing her and also death penalty. Try to choose a more a death which is going to be at least a, not so degrading. I mean, she's been killed anyway. So part of after Rech is not to go in, in the process of killing her also to degrade her. Unnecessary. The deterrent is certainly strong enough just the fact that she's being killed and therefore we don't have to undress her in the, in the process as well. One second. Rechman just said choose a death penalty which is a nicer death penalty which means don't undress the person as well. But we had the, the opinion, and that, that fits very nicely with the opinion of the Rabbanan. But Yehuda said you do undress her. So what's going on? Why is Yehuda not worried about the Taking a, a more respectable death penalty is not included in, in that Yehuda says no. Everyone agrees to um, Everyone holds over Nachman. That you try to have a, nice, a nicer death penalty. So what's the Bechok is whether you undress her or not? If she's wearing clothing, so it's a little less painful, right? It, it just it protects a little bit. So which would she rather? Which would the person rather? To have more physical pain or more emotional pain? That means if they're undressed, it's embarrassing. It's emotional pain. If they're, if they're, I'm sorry, I said the opposite of what I said. If they're undressed, it, it, it's quicker, right? It's quicker. So it's less painful, but it's going to be more embarrassing. If she's dressed, it's more painful, it takes longer to kill her, but it's going to be less embarrassing. Which one would the person rather? This is Burla Misiyah for taking a nicer death penalty. So, it's Machalkas, what would the person rather? Would they rather less emotional pain, which would be to be dressed, even though it's more physical pain, or the opposite? Less emo- more, phys- more emotional pain by being undressed, but less physical pain, because at least the, the death happens quicker, because they're being 
because they're undressed. The Masnav Bezionu Adufla, famous Tzara Dugufa, they'd rather be degraded more than have Tzara Dugufa, more than have Tzara of their physical body because of being undressed. Masnav no, Tzara Dugufa Adufla, famous Bezionu, they'd rather be Tzara of the Guf, Tzara of their physical body, is, they'd rather have that more than being embarrassed, even though it takes a little longer for them to die because they're dressed, but they're at least not embarrassed from being in a state of undressed in public. Okay, continues the Gemara. The mission itself, if she was dressed in white, we changed it to dark clothing. Again, she shouldn't appear, right? We're trying to degrade her and doing things which, which would not make her appear in any way of a chashiv. So, she's wearing black, but the black are nice. We try to find degrading clothing, disgusting clothing. Again, the point is not that white or black. The point is she should, be, she should look in somewhat a state of being degraded, and therefore the clothing, you want to make sure they are not very pretty clothing. And then instead of she's wearing jewelry, you take it off. Also part of degrading her. Kamar says, Hash pshita, that's obvious. Hash to Nevulim and Avala. We just said you, you do things which are disgraceful to her. So this is for sure, jewelry is, is a beauty. For sure you take that off. Even to speak it out, that you take off a jewelry? This is very interesting. Maybe you would say, Malachi, you might have thought, maybe leaving just the jewelry on actually is more degrading. Like people say, a person is, is, is undressed and they're wearing their shoes. It looks very funny. That's like even more of embarrassing. Just wearing shoes without any clothing is more embarrassing. So maybe just wearing jewelry without any clothing is even more embarrassing. And therefore, when you leave on the jewelry as a way of embarrassment, Kamash will no. Lamaisa still has a connotation of beauty, the jewelry, and therefore you take it off to remove any sense of beauty from her when she's in that state. Then we see we tore her clothing, and they bring a chevala mitzvah, which is this rope to keep her shirt up that shouldn't go and, and fall down. Let's say they don't have this chevala mitzvah, this, this, uh, we'll see the certain type of rope. Which is which is like this thick rope which is being used for the sota. They don't have that. So can you use something else or not? So do we say the main reason is her shirt shouldn't fall down? That's why you're doing it. If it's also caught the nami sag, and if you have you don't have a mitzri, the thicker rope, find a smaller rope. That's also gonna be okay. That's fine. And we'll see the reason why you use a bigger rope in general. The next mission we'll see in a moment why we do that. But if you don't have that, Use a small rope, no difference. The reason why I use a thicker rope is because she wore like a, usually when she dresses up, she wears like a nice belt. And therefore, her wearing a nice belt, we use something to degrade her. We use like a nice thick rope, which is similar, corresponding to the belt, to embarrass her. We use that rope to tie a shirt that it shouldn't fall down. So therefore, if that's the reason why using the thick rope, maybe it's ma'akiv, because the whole point was mida She wore a thick belt to show to show herself off to the person she was having relations with. Therefore, you also want to use a thick rope. So therefore, it sounds like you have to use a thick rope. If you don't have that, you have to wait till you can find one. Look in the mission. The mission says, You take the chavla you tie it above her breast to keep up their shirt. And it says the reason is, it shouldn't fall off. That means the main reason is it shouldn't fall off. It's true. We're also trying to get, as the Mishnah will say, that she should be reminded of what she did and people should see what she did. She used a thick belt. We used a thick rope for her. But Lamaisa, that is not the main reason why I use the rope. The main reason of the rope is that it shouldn't fall off. And therefore, if you don't have a thick rope, use a thin one, use something else instead, 
to make sure that her clothing don't fall down. Okay, then we said in the Mishnah, anyone who wants to see her could see her. In the state of, degrade, of, of being degraded, state of, of being somewhat undressed, and that's the way they see her, which is part of the embarrassment to her. Says the says anyone who wants to see her could see her. She sounds like a man or a woman. And then it says, All women are mutter to see her. Sounds like Nashimin. And Nashimin is only woman could see her, not men. So it's a steal in the Mishnah from the implication of the first part. It sounds like anyone, men or woman, then it's the only woman. I'm Rabbi Tzikamar Nashim. So Rabbi wants to sort of make a little dochik and say when it says, Kolorosa Lerosa, it meant just men. Didn't mean woman also, it meant just men. I'm Rabbi, it doesn't fit into the words. I'm Rabbi, call her Rosa Lerosa Ba. And no one wants to. Anyone says clearly men or women. You can't say it only means men. I'm Rabbi, you're right. Kolorosa Lerosa Ba Roa. Anyone who wants to see her could see her. Loshna Gavli, Loshna Shuvetik, man or woman. So what does the end of Mishnah mean? What's, what's unique to woman? Venashim Chayavas Lerosa. Women are required to see her. That means them, we want them to see her, to be see her in a state of being degraded, to learn this lesson. Don't be, don't be like her, don't act like her. Shnever in a suru call, Anashim, the woman will, will um, see her, and they won't do like her actions, her, her terrible actions, by a result of seeing her. So that's why the woman have a chiv to see her. Men can see her, not required to, but women have a chiv to see her to be learned that lesson, not to act in the way she did. Okay, continues the Mishnah. Now we get more into the, what we do in terms of degrading her and also send the message of Midi Kenegh and Mida. The way she acted, we do also act in certain ways to her. The same way a person acts, we act to them. This is the idea of Midi Kenegh and Mida. There's a number of examples. The Mishnah says, he kashed his atma, she dressed herself up, she adorned herself for the for the for the man that she was with, Vavera. Hamakam and Avlos, we do the opposite. We degrade her by doing things which are degrading to her. He goes to Atma Lavera, she revealed herself, revealed part of her body for Avera. Hamakam Gilaullah, we now going to be revealing her in a public way as a way of degrading her. Bavera, her thigh started the Avera. And afterwards, the, the stomach, the thigh was the one that was benefited and, and enjoyed from, from the beginning. So therefore, the yarach is what blows up first. Afterwards, the baton, and the rest of the body won't be saved either. Also, will end up blowing up. But the progression starts from the yarach, from the thigh, which is where she started with the avera with, and therefore, the blowing up starts from there. Amr of Yosef. Afagav the midah betela, even though the idea of, of Dal Misus Bezdin, the, the four different um, capital punishments are no longer relevant, but there's still a concept of it. Bimidim, which means the concept of it is, not, is, is still relevant. Where do we see that? Even though the even though the is bottle, four Misus is not bottle. What do you mean they are bottle? No Sanhedrin, no Dalamisos. Of course, there's no, no capital punishment anymore. Moses says, no, what it meant was, the concept, the judgment of Amisos is not bottle. What does that mean? Moses says, very simply, Misha's high of Skila, someone who would get Skila. That means if there would be a Mezdan around that would get Skila, you know what happens now? Oh, no, from the guy, they might fall off a roof. Because Baruch will use the roof, uh, they'll push them off the roof. Um, so he might fall off, whatever. He's climbing up roof and fall off. A animal might attack him and push him down and, and kill him in that way. So he's receiving the death of Skila 
not by Bezdin, but Kishbaruch causing events to happen, they're going to give them the death penalty. Someone who's Chayyus Treif, someone who would be Chayyus Treif in the in time of the Sanhedrin, Onof would like he might fall into a fire, get get killed in a fire. Onachash Makisha, where a snake will bite him, which is also the poison of the snake is like fire, and therefore a similar concept to the Treif that is Chayyus from Mrs. Bezdin. Mishnah's Chayyus Hariga, someone's Chayyus Hariga, which is the death penalty of of uh, by the sword. Onu Mishal Malchus either be given over to the king, which they used to kill by the sword. That was where they used to kill. Olis the Marnalav or Bennis will attack him and, and, and kill him by his sword. Similar halacha. Similar death penalty. And someone's Chayev Chanika, which is choking. Otov Benar either will drown, which is a form of choking. Omeis Besorch and Ulsh, which is a, which is a, a uh, as she says, it's a, a throat ailment, which is maybe some sort of cancer, something similar to that, which is similar to the idea of Chanika, of, of choking. Tanya, Reya Omer. How do you know that the way a person acts? They act similar back to him. Like you just saw in the Mishra, where does that come from? So is like the saw, which is the measurement. The measurement is a saw. So to use a saw, Kishmok will send back that back to you as well. That sounds like only if it's a saw. A saw is like a big a big Avera. It's like a large measurement. Maybe only in a large Avera, Kishmok will pays back Midah Kinegah Midah. Minayan the Rabbis Turkov, which is a smaller measurement, Chatzik even a smaller measurement than that, Kav even smaller than that, Chatzikav even half of that, Rova, a quarter of a Kav, Chatzi Rova, half of a quarter of a Kav, Tom and Ochlin, these are very small measurements, have even for tiny Averus. Kashmarach pays back Midik like a Midah, Minayan, Tamalomer, Kikosan Beresh, it's all things are done this way, not just the saw, which are the large measurement, all Averus are done the, with Midik like a Midah. How do you know that Kadosh Baruch Hu, if someone sins with in, in small things, it adds up, adds up, adds up, adds up, and then they can be paid back in a very large measurement at one in, in, in one fell swoop? Kadosh Baruch Hu will add up, add up, and to make a cheshben, and actually pay a person back with a large midah connected midah as a result of their various that they did. Okay, we're going to stop over here. The next thing is really a long price, which is about the Sota, all the different music and media, which we'll see next week. Praise Hashem. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.